Let's right. do it. Do, should we, do, do we get what we to start with? Do we get the, bit, the biscuit out of the frame? No, I think biscuit stays in the frame, in right in the middle of the frame. Oh, okay, if we must. Yeah, my New Year's resolution out the window. I'm eating a bicky. People listening to the podcast wouldn't be able to see this, but if you're watching a TikTok clip <laughs> or an Instagram clip or a, tw- a x.com clip, yeah. um, there's actually there's a big Nutella cookie in the middle of the table as we record. Mm-hmm. New listeners to the pod wouldn't be across this, but one of the big complaints of the first year of Downround was that there was a lot of munching and crunching. <laughs> That's true. We haven't munched as much recently. Those, Actually, since we changed studios. Yeah, it was in our old studio before we went pro, in yeah. the pro leagues. There was a lot of snacks that uh, Ralph used to get from the, um, illicitly, I might add, yep. from the snacks cupboard at the office we were using to record. Um, and they, were, they, weren't, they weren't soft foods. They were usually quite hard. We're talking shapes. Yeah. We're talking pretzels. Cashews. Yep. Um, like chips, I would just there were chips, nice and crunchy chip, chips, and, and some more, some grain more, waves, some certainly some more exotic snacks, like you know uh, wasabi peas. That's right, uh, some dehydrated mushrooms, dehydrated mushrooms. Um, really, the most sonically offensive foods you could have. The quality of the gear we were using, yeah, the microphones were attuned to the smallest sound. Yeah, it would pick up everything. We were really knocking out a huge portion of our audience. <laughs> so we, we, we've elected to change. We're not an office that doesn't have snacks, per mm. se. But today, unfortunately, there's a Nutella cookie in the middle of the table. It is quite soft, though. It's quite nice. It's, it's freshly quite soft, yeah. baked. So you, won't, you won't hear it. You'll, you'll be more of a mushy sound than a crunch. It'll be sort of like a... <laughs> sort of sound. Um, from Raph, not from me. You wouldn't, you wouldn't catch me doing that. Wouldn't catch me dead. Vision Pro heads, Apple Vision Pro heads, by the way, there's guidelines. There's actually guidelines around everything with Apple. So, for example... There's bloody rules all over the shop. I know. Um, you're not allowed to call, and by you, I mean, like, if you're a developer in the App Store or in their... Press, they're not, you know, judge, jury, and executioner on this. There's no punishment for it, other than if you're in the App Store and you get booted from it. But there's rules around how you can refer to their devices. So, for example, iPhone is iPhone. It's not the iPhone. Yeah. Uh, yes, they announced that the Vision Pro is coming out. It's coming out at the beginning of February in the United States, at least, which means all of a sudden we've got like a flurry of activity in terms of like there's all sorts of previews. Online publications are getting their hands on this thing. Mm. But uh, most interestingly, we mentioned this the other week that natively iPad apps work. Basically, if you've already made an iPad app, it'll just out of the box work pretty well. And, and from all reports, iPad apps are quite immersive. It works pretty well with using your eyes to point at different parts of the screen instead of your fingers, this, that, and the other. However, very interestingly, there are a significant number of companies who uncheck the box in their Apple developer account. So by default, if you have an iPad app, it'll be working in Apple Vision Pro. Apple Vision Pro, please. In Apple Vision Pro, it'll be working in in spatial computing world. You have to opt out as a developer, but the opt-outs are interesting. There's some big names who've decided to opt out. So these are companies that have not only decided they're not going to develop an app for the, at least in the short term, not going to develop for the Vision Pro, which Vision. I remind you, Apple Vision Pro, which I remind you is Apple's pitch for the future of computing. Yeah. That's, this is their next platform. It's the first platform they've launched in a decade since the Apple Watch. And even that 
you know, it wasn't really a big platform. It's just kind of an extension of your iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not a platform at all. Uh, you know, as we said, an Apple Watch on its own would be set, painful. Yeah, so it's their first platform launch in a very long time. It's what they're pitching as the future of computing. So you would think everyone's going to want to jump on board. Apple, I was about to say biggest company in the world, but not as of two weeks ago where Microsoft is now the biggest company in the world. So these companies have essentially come out the gate and not only said we're not developing for the Apple Vision Pro, they're also said we're also not going to let you use the already existing iPad app we've made. No. So if you want to use our services, you're going to have to go to the browser. Yeah. And okay. then open Safari and Apple Vision Pro and, and navigate to www.ourwebsite.com. Yep. And they are, as you said, some pretty heavy hitters. YouTube is not going to... That's uh, a big one. Not launching uh, an app and also Popular not supporting app. it. So, and you'd think, given that it's vis- like visual, it's quite a visual app, it's an entertainment product, which is like what you know the Apple Vision Pro is kind of pitching itself as, that that'd be a pretty big one. Yep. Uh, Netflix. Same deal. Again, one of the biggest video streaming platforms on earth, certainly the, the most prominent streaming service is not releasing a, an app for the Vision Pro and also not letting you use the iPad one. So you have to go to www.netflix.com. Uh, who else uh, which was significantly a, a, you know, a worse browsing experience. Spotify was an interesting one because like Spotify, if the future is kind of work, like business focused and, and work and productivity and you're doing your spreadsheets in virtual world on monitors that are huge, but they're not actually virtual monitors in this, but like big screens on top of a mountain. Mm. While you're like in Zen productivity mode, yep. you wouldn't maybe mind some chill lo-fi hip-hop beats to chill slash study to or whatever in the background. Yep. Um, but no, Spotify unticked the box. Also, no. And there's been, yeah, there's been a range of companies, not quite as large as that, who have made the same claim. Basically said, no, we're not relaunching it. And we're also not letting you use the iPad app that we've already released on your Vision Pro. Um, wow. Wow. Imagine, these people are not investing. These in, fools. These in... idiots are not plugging in to the next generation of computing. What could, could possibly be going through their minds? I, I just have to think that they don't like winning mm. and that success is anathema to them. No, there's no explanation there's whatsoever no, for such a foolish decision. There's, there's a complete lack of grind set on their parts. Mm. And it gives me serious concerns about the future of Netflix, the future of Google, that they're not investing in this headset. Mm. Anyway, uh, well, let's just put that on the, the pile of failure. Uh, and that's sort of the end of our conversation about the Vision Pro. Anything else going on in the news, Raf? Well, I guess in other news, the Supreme Court has, in the Apple versus Epic case, have come down with a ruling that basically was like, go back to your, the 2021 California decision. Uh, for anyone who doesn't remember, Epic Games, makers of Fortnite, took Apple to court about not allowing them to have an in-app purchase store. Anyway, the Californian ruling was that Apple had to allow developers to link to a third party payment or app store or whatever. So if I'm a right now, if I'm a developer and someone wants to buy a subscription to my product or whatever in the app store, then they have to use Apple payments and I have to pay Apple 30%. Judges ruled, nah, you've got to let people have an alternative. And Apple have complied Mm-hmm. <laughs> they've complied. And the way that they complied is they said, okay, fine, fine, we'll follow the law. And what you can have now as a developer, if you'd like to use an alternative payment system to the App Store and avoid their 30% fee, is you can apply for an entitlement to have a link in your app that people can click to pay elsewhere. 
if approved, every single time people click that link, it's actually like a call to the Apple API, they're tracking every click of that link and every sale that is made via that link by people over the next seven days. Anyone who's clicked that link, if they make a purchase on your website over the next seven days, Apple gets 27%. Uh-huh. Not thirty percent, so yep. bit of a discount there. Obviously, you have to pay you whoever your payment services provider is, typically around three percent. But anyway, so Apple only charges twenty seven percent, and every month you need uh, to provide Apple with a record and audit of anyone who's clicked that link, even if no one has clicked that link. Interesting. Hmm. So it's Apple, look, it's fair to say that in this situation they're being absolute fuckwits. <laughs> um, I, w- I would. Uh... I'm going to go out on a line here and say that there may actually be a connection between the two stories we've just discussed. Uh, what? Uh, is what? Everyone hates dealing with Apple? Everyone hates? Even though they're building the next generation of computing, people might not like dealing with them. Mm. Mm. And now they're in a situation where they're releasing a new product that realistically requires a developer ecosystem to make it a fantastic product that everyone loves and uses and the developers are saying hmm i don't know if i want to help you build the next generation of computing (laughs) uh because that may put us in a position where you're just going to fuck us for another 15 to 20 years (laughs) yes that's why we'll we'll, we'll stop being idiots about yeah i know okay obviously being a little a little facetious around (laughs) this but yes the situation is basically that yes apple's releasing the vision pro the iphone has been so friggin' successful that Apple have basically been allowed to set the terms however they want. That's and right. Like, because at the end of the day, it's like they make the rules hard and fast around 30%. And I see it's, it's basically it's the classic down round formulation, which we 100% came up with and everyone else has copied us, which is that if you own the hardware and you own the platform, like the, a proper platform that's based in like real things that exist in the world and people own, yeah. you do get to set the terms. And yeah. this is what this is the one of the entire reasons that Mark Zuckerberg has invested so heavily in Oculus and the metaverse is that he's kind of like, we uh, Facebook has been forced to comply with Apple mm. and Google to a lesser extent, but certainly Apple over the past 20 years of its existence. We can't let that happen for the next generation of no. computing. So we need to own the headset. Yeah, if you own the distribution, you set the terms. And like people have been, including developers, have been mad at Apple for 15 years yeah. about the terms that they set and getting like randomly banned from the app store and having to pay this 30% price, blah, 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 blah. But, and Apple have basically said, if you want to sell on our platform, you pay the 30%. That's it. And they can say that because it's worth it for all developers, basically. Well, I say all developers. I'll come to that in a second. Yep. It's worth it for most developers to pay that 30% yep. um, because they have to. And they don't get to negotiate. There's no negotiations here. Those are the terms. So Apple and being like being in that position of power... Um, and being, especially Tim Cook mindset, but like regardless, especially over the last yeah the ten years, have just fought tooth and nail for every single dollar and penny, which I think that they do legitimately believe that it belongs to them because they've enabled this ecosystem, and you know it's their phone that has enabled developers to, yeah. to make this money. And we yeah we, we've talked about this a fair few times on Down Round, just like the the Apple tax as they call it. Mm. So to be clear, just if, in case you've, you've been like, what are these guys talking about? Ralph said it before, but if you sell a digital product on the iPhone and people access it through an app that they've downloaded on the App Store, Apple will take 30%. Mm. And that can range from 
the really basic thing that if an app costs $5 and you buy it from the app store, Apple get 30% of that. Mm. But also if you buy like an in-app purchase, like you buy gems in Candy Crush or something, Apple get 30% of and that. And let's be clear, 85% of app store revenue is games. Yeah, but so, yeah, so a lot of it's going to be games. Every gem you buy, 30% is going out. Yeah, yeah. And we talk about that ad nauseum that, and well, especially with that number, that the majority of Apple services revenue, we've said this 9 million times before, is Google paying to be the default search engine and people buying gems in games. Exactly. But it also includes subscriptions. So, you know, if you download a newspaper app or you download like a streaming service like Amazon Prime or something, I'm not sure if Amazon Prime actually let you subscribe to the service through the app. Now, there, was, there are some apps, though, that are considered reader apps that they do kind of have certain workarounds. Like, I believe Netflix doesn't pay the 30%. In yeah. S- in certain circumstances, whatever. Yeah. Anytime that you go to an app on your iPhone and you want to s- subscribe to the service, if you do it within the app and it comes up with that, like, native iOS pop-up, Apple is getting 30%. Of yeah. Every month when you pay your 10 bucks a month or whatever, Apple is getting $3 of that 10 bucks. And they have most favoured nations clauses, so you're not allow- you're not supposed to offer the same thing for cheaper on your website. So, for example, if you're like, well, it's 10 bucks on the iPhone, but it's only 7 bucks if you subscribe to the website and then come back and log in to your account, you're not allowed to do that. No. So they so- set all these, like... Pretty harsh terms. So any time that you you open up an app and it says, hey, if you want to subscribe, you need to like go to www.whatever.com, they're doing it 100% because they don't want to pay that 30%. Yeah, well, they also had anti-steering things in, which I believe has more recently changed. It's been, it's been lifted a it's bit. It's been yeah. lifted, but which they you weren't even allowed to say that, A, that you had alternative payment options, and B, why you didn't have like things available. So the classic was the Kindle. Yeah. The, the, the classic was Kindle. You'd open up the Kindle app uh, and it would just, there'd be nothing there. Yeah, exactly. It, it was it was the case for a very long time that there was no reference to how you would even get a Kindle. Yeah, a book or anything. It's just like, right, um, here's a Kindle. Amazon kind of just hoped that this knowledge had like suffused through the culture. That <laughs> Yeah, you'd Google how to get books on Kindle app on yeah, the yeah, iPhone. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, I see. Because they just, Apple would take 30%. Margin yeah. of every single book you bought in there. Um, yeah. Which, especially in things like that, um, in, in circumstances like Kindle, because they have a competing product, it is quite galling. It, they have Apple Books, right? Like iBooks, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. which you can buy books via. And they, they, they still do, allegedly. I don't think that's, I, don't, I have no idea where that fits into like Apple's services revenue. It mm. can't be a huge amount of it, I would imagine. <laughs> I don't think it's been a massive success. I haven't heard it uh, discussed by Tim Cook. At an earnings, uh, no, but yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that the amount of money it brings in would dwarf the majority of businesses that you would ever hear about. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, it's just like one of the scale things. But I guess the reason we wanted to talk about this now, because you know this is um, has been an ongoing issue for a very long time, is that Apple being shitheads, yeah, which they have been. Yeah. They've been enabled to do it because they've had the power for a very long time, and they yeah. still do. In the sense that a lot of people love iPhones. If you want to make a mobile product or a services product or whatever, like a digital services product, your revenue is probably going to come from iPhone users. Mm. Objectively, there are more Android users out there in the world, but they're the people that actually spend on stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, revenue made by the Apple App Store is far greater than the Google Play Store. That's right. And that, it, like, that, that hasn't been looked to change for a very long time. And as a result, they've been completely empowered to have no wiggle room on this. Yeah. They can say to the biggest companies in the world, you must pay the gatekeeper. Yeah. Give me our, give me my 30%. And Apple's justification for this, just to like give the other side of the 
conversation. You know, just you know, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate. We're even-handed the, for the second largest company on earth. <laughs> their, their claim is that we build the network, we build the tools that mm-hmm. help you make the app. You know, if you develop a, a, an iPhone app, you're relying on a lot of software tools that Apple has set up. We make the hardware. Software is theoretically an infinitely scalable business. And this is the thing that people love about software and SaaS businesses and whatever. Zero marginal costs. Zero marginal costs. You spend a bunch of money on investing and making the thing. And once you've made the thing, you could theoretically get 5 billion users. I don't think that's going to happen for you. If you're thinking about setting up a social network where it's all videos of you like hula hooping (laughs) and you're like, and you're telling your investors, I'm... I'm You don't understand. Once I pay someone to film me (laughs) with the hula hoop once... Like, that's my cost. That's my cost. And I'm anticipating 5 billion people are going to pay nineteen ninety nine a month for that. Yeah. And um, it doesn't make a difference, like, whether it's 1 billion or 5 billion. The costs are negligible to me. Exactly. Um, and Apple's saying, and the only reason that's true, the only reason that software is an infinitely scalable business, because there's us thanklessly laboring away in Cupertino, building the hardware and the, so- the services, the networks to enable you to make $5 trillion a year yeah. on your hula hooping app. That's their claim. And, you know, th- there is obviously some validity to that. Yeah. But regardless of the extent to which you agree with that, Apple have obviously acted like complete shitheads for yeah. the past 15 years or, or longer since the iPhone came out. And, like, it leads to very interesting and arbitrary kind of ruling. So, for example, they don't take money if the work is physical. For example, Uber. They're not taking 30% of every Uber ride. Because it's something that happens in the real world. Yeah, yeah. but if you, sub- like, if you subscribe to Uber Premium or whatever, they will. Yeah. Because, um, you know. But the, the classic thing during COVID was if I book a personal trainer to, to give me an in-person lesson, they're not going to touch it because it's like I'm just making a transaction with a small business owner and we're going to go down to the park and, you know, they're going to be like, all right, all right, come on. <laughs> this kind of gear. Ralph brother, come on. You can give me a few more of those. Yeah. But how you been, mate? No, but how you been? <laughs> <laughs> but during pandemic, when all of the innovative PTs went online, Apple started taking 30%. Like if you're doing an E, like an E yeah. uh, personal training session, Apple said, that's a digital product. We're taking 30%, yeah. thanks. Which regardless of the fact that it's like, PTs have just had their business eviscerated and like there's yeah. a global pandemic and they're just, like, they don't work want to, they, else. they can't work anywhere, they don't want to be doing a freaking video. Apple's like, Apple's like eh, it's, it's a digital product now. <laughs> you owe me, you owe 30% yeah, of pay your up. revenue. And, you know, and again, in an objective sense, if you're looking at it clear-eyed as like an MBA consultant, recent graduate, mm. um, you might be like, well, that's that's reasonable. Yeah, they created the platform that they you have the in your personal you're, you're, but... You know, to the, again, it's the down round sniff test. Yeah. You're like, this is an enormous company that's essentially extorting me for 30% of my revenue. Yeah. And like, it, I guess that's the thing. If, it, if you want to come down to, you know, my opinion on it, it does feel like Apple should probably have some percentage. And, and for sure. To, and, yeah, to be, yeah. and to be clear, like Google takes 30%. Like yeah, what, yeah. Sony, like what's the PlayStation? They take a, a huge percentage as well. They take know? a cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot, like most platforms. Every, take a every digital sales platform will take a cut. This it is just not, feels like 30% is maybe a bit high. 30% is high. And, you know, and, and you alluded to this before, there have been several companies over the years that have really kind of stuck it to Apple and said that's too much. Mm. Obviously, none of these companies that have done this are particularly small. It's only like the largest enterprises. The textbook example is Epic Games, who Mm. make Fortnite, obviously one of the most popular video games in the world, huge business. 
who have you know launched their own digital storefronts have basically said it is unconscionable that Fortnite, which is a product that entirely runs on people buying you know skins and cosmetic items mm. through like an online should pay you 30% on every single one of those. Yeah. And that's like an existential threat to our multi-billion dollar business. Spotify has kicked up a stink in the past mm. and they actually took it to the EU with a complaint about the fact that anyone that opened up the Spotify app and subscribed to Spotify directly through the app would then be paying Apple 30%. Yeah, so that money's not going to artists and record labels who the actual product is. That's right. And the, you know, the, the and obviously Spotify to, you the, know. the Spotify claim in much the same way as we were just talking about the like Kindle stuff is that once the user subscription workflow or like the user flow is more difficult than someone opening the Spotify app and just like hitting subscribe, even if if there's like some sort of message or process that's kind of like ah uh, no you actually have to go to like oh actually i forgot to mention that as part of the apple thing it's like after you do get approved for the entitlement when the person clicks on the button it of course comes up with a massive pop-up being like do you understand we have no idea where any of this money is going that you click on like this is could be a scam <laughs> it could be completely fucked um, this this money could be going to the hoodies yeah don't don't, <laughs> don't be buying any amazon gift cards like this is just absolutely bonkers yeah. what you're doing now <laughs> it's a, it's got like a big red continue button like this sort of thing where it's like if you go in there there's a high possibility your entire family could be kidnapped <laughs> and we can't we can't stop it we can't stop that from happening you know they should have a little like you know he's like have you seen those isis beheading videos that could be you brother yeah. <laughs> have you heard about what's happening in the red sea well you could be physically supporting that you could be disrupting the flow of international commerce right now with and this it, transaction and it's like i was just trying to sign up to spotify premium <laughs> yeah, yeah anyway so apple have basically had some of these enormous companies over the barrel mm. over the past and, and don't be wrong i i look I also think one of the key issues, especially with Apple's policy, is it, okay, I'm going to put like capitalism innovation hat on, uh, which, you know, is, was the hat I was wearing when I said, you know, they do probably have some entitlement. Uh, I've never to, seen you take that hat off, Matt. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a pig. What can I say? <laughs> uh, it's been good to me. Uh, but anyway, um, enough about me. I mean, if you read Marx, you recognize like you need to be an owner. Right, that's the point of of Marx, right? You need to own the means of production if you want to get anywhere. <laughs> I'm picturing like a grind set guy reading Dust Capital. capital. Reading, reading Capital would be like, fucking hell, that's what I need, the means of production. Exactly. And I'm going to do it by doing like car sales videos on TikTok. Um, anyway, there are like innovations and business models that can't bloom because of the Apple 30% tax, tax because of the way that it's implemented. So, for example, there was like an, a kind of creator economy startup. I remember this was a couple of years ago. There was a big blow up about this that basically just wanted to create a classic platform, Twitch-esque, where creators could have people subscribe to them or like Patreon kind of style where you can subscribe to um, creators. But Apple were like... If you were to use this app and the Downround lads were on there and they were creating beautiful art and live streaming and this kind of gear, if you wanted to subscribe to our $10 a month tier, Apple would get 30% of that. And obviously the the people who made this app were like, we can't tell our creators, oh yeah, 30% of your money goes to Apple, let alone then we need to somehow find a margin on top of that. Um, 
So it's kind of stopping business, new business models and new ideas and new apps or whatever from being developed because you just can't make a functioning business model around that where like ten where thirty percent of every payment for a digital service is uh, being taken by Apple as long as it's like a marketplace model. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you can definitely argue that it suppresses new digital business models because you can't get anywhere without being on the iPhone inserting themselves into every transaction. So there's an argument made there. But I mean, the reason that we did this episode and we were stimulated to talk about it, something that's been going on for a very long time, is the fact that Apple have had this insane domination over the smartphone market in terms of revenue mm. for a very long time. Uh, they've been able to enforce this kind of fairly brutal, brutal cut. Yeah, this, this, this jihad on hard scrabble software developers just trying to get by. Uh, but now this is actually like an interesting turning point because they are releasing a new platform. Mm. Um, they're coming up with a new platform. And as I kind of mentioned before, it's the first platform that is entirely new. And mm. it isn't sort of just like, it is to a certain extent building off what the iPhone did. Like, you know, the Vision OS mm. looks like iOS mm. and it's, cl- it's clearly built off iOS. But it's like a new thing. When people bought the iPhone and the iPhone was announced, people already had phones. Yeah. Phones had like an established part of people's lives and this just made them better. Yeah, it had... All the same features that you had on a phone, exactly. just like nicer to use them. Yeah, the iPad, that was a big iPhone and it kind of occupied the space in the middle of iPhones and laptops. And much the same way as Vision with the iPad, the iPad, you could run any iPhone app on it yeah, originally. Yeah. They look like trash, but you could do it. You so could do it. It already had shitloads yeah. of apps. And as I said, it. the watch, that was like a new form factor that was, that was new for Apple, but it built off the iPhone. It doesn't work if you don't have an iPhone. Mm. Uh, and also... A lot of people already had like Fitbits and things like that. So it was like they were coming into a market. This is Apple trying to build an entirely new product category, yeah. which exists in the world. But as we've talked about before, VR and AR has pretty low take up. Yeah. Encouraging people to buy a phenomenally expensive device for which most people don't see an obvious need to have it. Yeah. So three grand American, five grand Australian. It's like five grand. That's starting price. And then there's, you know... Classic Apple is like a 256, 512. You know, Apple's like hard drive pricing is just absolutely absurd. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's like the most expensive hard drives in the world times five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, you know, we're starting at Australian five grand. You can definitely see these major tech companies that have been sort of like at Apple's whim for a long time being like, what possible reason <laughs> do we have to help you launch this product? Yeah. Which, if successful, puts us back in exactly the same position as we were before. Yeah. That's kind of like, this is the cynical view, which is absolutely true to a certain extent. Mm. Like, why would Spotify be like, oh, yeah, we're going to help you launch this thing? Um, no, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that your users have a delightful experience. And-, and then you can continue to charge us 30% on yeah. in-app purchases. I mean, Google and YouTube have their own motivations in the sense that it's like, they just don't want to help Apple succeed because yeah. they're, they're direct competitors these days. Mm. Um, which was not true back in 2007 when the yeah. iPhone came out. Yeah, famously YouTube. So back in the day when the iPhone was launched, it actually didn't have an app store, but it did have a YouTube app that was built by Apple in collaboration with YouTube. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they had like a native YouTube app on the original iPhone. Yeah, so you could actually, yeah, totally. Um, how things have changed. How things have changed. They're, they're direct competitors now. So they're, 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 they're definitely not locking horns just over that. But like someone like Netflix... Mm who has had a really, really good relationship with Apple in the past, like releases 
an app for every for every Apple product. At least an app for everything. Yeah. Like no, well, that's their play. They don't have a they don't have a, a ne- distribution other than on other devices. Netflix are totally platform agnostic. Like they will develop an app for like the shittiest like Chinese brands TV. Yeah. That like is running some fucked version like of mo- Android. That, like, yeah, the most ho- not even that. Like some horrible proprietary thing. Yeah, they'll dedicate a team of like three guys at uh, Netflix HQ to develop for it. Yeah, just to make sure that when it sells eight hundred thousand units or whatever. Yeah, those people from day one can watch Netflix. Yeah, when it sells two hundred and fifty million units in, in yeah. a bunch of provinces you've never heard of that will have a population <laughs> of forty million. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> So they're, they're always going to do that. But in this case, they're kind of like, ah, they can go to Netflix.com. Yeah. So it, it does feel like a direct, like, we're not helping you build this thing. So to, to provide a bit of context, I read some, like, analyst report stuff about the Vision Pro. And they anticipate upper end about 400,000 units sold in the first year, mm. which 400,000 is not a small number. But in terms of devices, when you compare it to the number of iPhones that get sold every year, yeah, or it's pretty AirPods. or AirPods or even MacBooks, yeah. you know, is Magic Mouse. <laughs> it, it is small. It's not. Yeah, yeah. And they know this. Like I was saying to this before that now that this has been announced, they've launched all this content for the first time. They're let, they're showing people actually wearing it, like photos yeah. of people, which they didn't show for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things they like when Tim Cook posted on X with the Vision Pro is coming. The video that he used to advertise that was like the industrial process that goes into building it. Mm. Like, oh, here's like a, a sheet of aluminium being extruded through like some insane machine in a factory in China. Mm. And it's like, this is not a video for your average person. This is a video for like the true head oh, yeah. <laughs> that is going to buy this thing. Yeah, but I think there's multiple. Re- One, as you say, like, they're capacity c- constrained. Like apparently yeah. the screens alone which are made by Sony, I think. Like, Sony doesn't have the capacity to make the volume that, or any greater volume that's being... And, like, you had 400,000. I heard less than that um, as the number. So it's not going to be a, a whole lot of devices. So they, A, I think they know that uh, they can't actually sell that many. B, they know that they haven't really made a compelling argument for why anyone should buy this other than it's really cool. And yep. it does seem like really cool. It like, seems cool. Yeah, yeah. It, does, it seems like a cool device. Seems, but it's like not. It's a not delightful experience. It's not a must-have for the vast majority of people. No, yeah. it, there's no, there's no immediate reason. And Apple themselves, I don't think, have come up with an immediate reason other than reliving mem- memories. I think, from my perspective, like that seems to me to be the most compelling. Like, I can like normal to- person thing. Yeah, normal person thing that like makes it into a must-have once you've kind of tried it once. Um, and see, it's so convoluted how you know if you've got glasses going through getting these prescriptions and this that and the other and getting it to fit your head properly and that it's going to be very easy for a lot of people to have a shitty experience with it that and it's very expensive from their perspective like the rigmarole of going into an apple store and getting fitted and sending off your prescription to zeiss who make custom lenses and blah 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 blah, that they need to keep it small basically and know that there's going to be a small amount of people that they're going to invest all this time and effort into making sure they have a great experience with it because as soon as you expand it out and pay less attention immediately you're going to get like the negative publicity of i tried the apple vision pro and i vomited in 30 seconds i vomited all over it yeah my apple pro my apple vision pro is dripping in vomit yeah the tiktok Try not to vomit in an Apple Vision Pro challenge, you know, this that, kind of stuff. That's, that's the kind of stuff that keeps Apple marketing up at night. The, <laughs> yeah. t- the, the TikTok Vision Pro vomit challenge. 
<laughs> Which, by the way, TikTok uh, have not opted out. No, no t- TikTok are launching it. Like, TikTok are launching an app. <laughs> they're going all in. They, they, go, they don't they, give a fuck. They, they, they do not give a fuck about, uh, like, revenue splits and whatever. <laughs> they're like, we just need to turn people's brains into slush. Yeah. Wherever they may be. That's, like, their, that's their company vision. Yeah, yeah. Um, Except but yeah. in China, I'm sure that it, it's all just, like higher learning kind of material and yeah, totally. like discipline <laughs> content. Totally, totally. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because like, uh, obviously the other side of it is that if for whatever reason the Apple Vision Pro started selling shitloads of units, oh, yeah. like Netflix... You can bet your ass, yeah. Netflix, Netflix would make an app for it. Like yeah. there's no there's no question about it. But, but the reality is, yeah, that but, but, there's four, if there's only 400,000 people how, and how many of them don't have Netflix already? Like how many new users are you acquiring who don't have a Netflix account, but they bought an Apple Vision Pro, and they're like, hmm, just scrolling around the App Store. Oh, I might try this Netflix thing out. Netflix, all right. Oh, no, sounds all right. $12.99? Yeah, okay, totally. I'll subscribe. Think of who are the people that are going to buy the first generation of Apple Vision Pro? There's like a very, very limited number of categories mm. of people that are actually going to, as you, as you said, go through a rigmarole of going into an App Store and getting fitted. They're designing a whole retail experience for it, apparently, where you can test it and then use it and as you said get fitted they're like half an hour booking slots and shit yeah yeah like so this is a this is kind of like a prestige product so the kind of people that buy it one like complete apple heads mm. people who just buy anything apple makes and you know that's a small but active consumer segment yeah like vr freaks like yeah and you can kind of mix that with just like general vr freaks but probably not the porn freaks because you know apple you know aren't into that yeah yeah if you're a vr porn guy you probably have already got a setup for it. <laughs> like you don't need a Vision Pro, but maybe like those the 4K lenses yeah. with nine trillion pixels and inch from your face is a compelling pitch. Yeah. If you're a pro gooner and you're, you're really into that stuff, um, you know I'm not going to begrudge you, but I think you should be in prison. Uh, <laughs> are, so yeah, so the VR freaks who just love, love VR stuff and. You know, they have an Oculus and they've had Oculus forever. Yeah. Or the, well, MetaQuest now. They have like a the Vive, HTC Vive. Oh, yeah, Facebook are obviously another one that aren't doing native apps. Yeah, for, f- Facebook are not doing native apps for now. Again, pretty obvious why. Pretty obvious they've got their own uh, stuff going on, Meta. The, so, yeah, you, the VR heads who just love virtual reality stuff. Again, pretty small consumer segment. Hmm. Um, and the other one, which I think is the sleeper category, is like enterprise customers, but... Not enterprise customers that actually plan to use them in any proper way for productivity, but like enterprise customers, like architecture firms, mm. industrial designers, uh, probably like marketing and comms places, mm. who are like, we simply need to be perceived that we are on the cutting edge mm. and doing well enough to buy this stuff. Yeah, we need to just have over on to the side when clients walk in the VR space with an Apple Vision Pro just sitting there so that we can signal that we're, we're doing shit. We're doing shit. When, you know, the CMO for Woolies walks in mm. and you, you're like, uh, just come through here. Uh, we're, we're, in a, we're in the meeting room here. They're, they're named after Harry Potter characters. <laughs> they're named after this. So I'll meet, Hedwig. I'll meet, I'll meet you in Hermione. And, uh, oh, yeah, sorry, this is our VR space. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like we're thinking we'll get into it, but I can see a Woolies activation. Mm. But anyway, we'll, we'll get onto that. First, let's talk about YouTube ads, you know, that kind of shit. Uh, there's going to be a lot of those sort of enterprise clients. Mm. Like, we must have the Vision Pro yeah. visible in our office. But beyond that, and just like high optionality consumers who just 
can just buy shit. Yeah. Because they make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Of which, you know, again, there's a few of those around. There's plenty of those around. There's plenty of those around. But um, aside from that, you know, those are the categories of people that are going to buy the, the, the device. Uh, look, I reckon it's going to sell out immediately. Yeah, I, I mean, have... it already has sold out of, like, its US pre-orders or yeah. whatever. And so, like, there's enough of those people around to, like, keep buying it. But enough of those consumers does not make... You know, okay. a, a compelling enough argument for, for Fortnite to give up 30% of skins. I mean, they, they're obviously like, yeah. there's not enough of them on the iPhone, at least they've made the judgment. There's enough on the iPhone, but let alone, yeah, for yep. people who are buying YouTube premium or whatever. Yeah, totally. There's, the other um, side of it, which came up in one of the Bloomberg newsletters, which I thought was, I hadn't thought about, is the fact that um, aside from all this stuff, so there's, you know, there is... The product is going to have relatively low take up, at least initially. Mm. The second one is that, like, this is the only time that these companies have the chance to apply a little bit of pressure, yeah, and be like, "Why am I making an app for this?" Yeah, this pitch thing? me, like, pitch me on making this. Um, what do I get out of it? Yeah, what do I get out of it? Like, am I going to help this become a hit, and then all of a sudden you're going to turn around and say it's forty percent now, actually? Yeah, yeah, you or, know, or, or whatever. Yeah, um, so and start then, hitting me with just like mod rules about my app. Yeah. And the, the other one, which I hadn't thought of until I read it in Bloomberg, is the fact that Apple have actually launched three app stores, their three most recent app store launches, that, like, failed, failed hard. There was the iMessage app store where yeah, they were, like... That was the, terrible. The Wee, like, the WeChat-style thing where you can download apps in iMessage yeah. that you can, I don't know, play Connect Four with your friends or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and That's somehow what, we were, people were going to start paying... $1.99 for an iMessage app. Like a stickers pack and shit like yeah. that. So there's that TV, like the TV app store. Yeah. Like I really like my Apple TV. I think it's great. In fact, it's, I think it's probably my favorite Apple product I own. It's because I, I just think it's it, it's way nicer than using any like inbuilt Android Absolutely. TV thing. But like the only reason the app store and that exists is so I can like, when Stan, I first when Netflix, I first get it, Disney okay. Plus, I'll down, I'll, yeah, YouTube. I'll, exactly. I'll download. I'll download YouTube. I'll download Disney Plus. Nine so, now. Yeah, I must load SBS on demand. Yeah, and and after you open it the first time, you never open it again. No, because they've tried to turn it into like a game store and like weird, unique. Oh, I mean, there's all kinds of fucked apps that come by default that you have to reorder to be down the bottom if they don't let you yeah. delete them. And the vast majority of stuff that you download there is is free because it's yeah. like the Netflix app is free. And then the other one is the is the watch. App Store, mm. which again, most because the thing about the Apple Watch is that it automatically installs the Apple Watch version of whatever ones you have on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if they've decided to invest money, in, yeah. You know. But like scrolling through on your little watch, like yeah, the the Watch App Store to find a watch only app. The, I mean, the, it's got to be pretty hard, especially as like Apple, especially on the watch, like. They Sherlock the crap out of any good app, right? Like anytime there's a half decent app on the watch store, that immediately gets put into like Apple Health. Yeah, they, they, they'll just clone it immediately. Yeah, so yeah. those three app stores, and I, I intuitively I think that the Vision OS store will be better than any of those. But still, I think it's a good point that it's like, well, you've launched, you've actually launched a few things since the iPhone app store, and they've all fucking failed. Yeah, yeah. So again, it folds back into the argument of like. Why am I investing in time into it? Because not only is it about developing a new app, it's about de de developing an app in a whole new format that these companies don't have a huge amount of exposure to. Yeah. Like Netflix has some VR stuff, but not heaps. Yeah, but I mean, we're only at the moment kind of talking about the big end of town. From an independent developer perspective, there is such a massive barrier to entry, even if you're like a, a mid-tier one who already has like a bunch of users. A, 
you've got to buy a friggin' Vision Pro for one. So you've already got an investment upfront of like five grand Australian, three grand American. You're not going to make three grand American off Apple Vision Pro users unless like you come up with like the Vision Pro app, like the one. But say you've got a currently got some app that people like the that's about whatever movie reviews or some crap like that, or Vivino, you know, reviewing wine or whatever. Like, say you've got some mid-tier app, you've got a small staff, or you're just an indie person making a good amount of money, you all of a sudden, yeah, have to buy a Vision Pro. You're not, it, there's just no return on that investment. Because, like, yeah, unless you're, like, a very specific killer app for Vision Pro, like the beer drinking app was for, for yeah. iPhone, like the pretend to drink a beer, uh, it does or that. lightsaber app, maybe like a, like yeah, a yeah. cool lightsaber app. Oh, there's got to be something. There's, there's definitely going to be an app where, like, you wield a lightsaber. Where you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Beat Saber, I guess, already exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, well, it can't be on there, though, can it? So there's got to be a Beat Saber clone for yeah. Vision Pro. That's something. Someone right now has pre-ordered because they're going to be like, I'm going to be first to market with like the Beat Saber clone. Yeah, the shitty Beat Saber or, clone. Or Flappy Bird Vision. But point being, sorry, like you're not making three grand in that, at least in the first year. It, off Apple, like off the, you know, 100 to 400,000 users that are going to somehow like buy your app or like spend a monthly fee on your app. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, it's, a, it's a dice roll um, for sure. It's a, it's a big risk to, to, to open up. Um, to spend the time, yeah. money, and effort on right. something with just such a yeah. small user base. And the announcement was that the, this, the Vision Pro will launch with 500 apps or thereabouts, which is lower than even the original iPhone, I'm pretty sure, when it launched the App Store. Uh, certainly lower than like the iPad and, and, and whatever else. This is obviously, it doesn't include the many thousands of iPad apps that will be there available. Yeah, I mean, just... well, that, there's a million iPad apps or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like Canva apparently have a native app, for example. Like there are some, as I said, TikTok is going for it. There's, there are big, like Amazon Prime, which, uh, you know, as a lot of the other uh, video apps aren't doing. Disney Plus will and have immersive 3D content that you can watch on or whatever. Point being, it's a smaller family of exclusive apps that are actually built for VR rather than just having like a fat window in the middle of your augmented reality view. Mm. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, uh, as we mentioned, this is kind of like a V1 product. This is Apple kind of really doing something they haven't really done before in, mm. this, in the sense of like, we're essentially pitching the, the uh, version of the Vision Pro that will come three or four generations down the line. It's, it's the first since basically the Macintosh. Like the computer, like a personal computer kind of thing. Because that was like an un... When they originally released that, that was kind of untested. Like obviously people were using computers and, you know, businesses, but like a personal computer at home yeah, with a visual had a graf- interface. Yeah, yeah, graphical user interface. Like that was kind of a new paradigm. The iPhone, obviously super important and changed how we use mobile phones, but we all already had mobile phones. Yeah, and it, even even the iPod, like uh, MP3 players were a thing. Yeah. But it was people kind of intuitively understood what they were, mm. even if they had never seen one that was as like user-friendly or whatever as the iPad. Well, I mean, iPod and was. people have been listening to music portably for, for decades. Yeah, You know, totally. it's just like a cool way just to another, have just another, hundreds of songs another, and invent podcasts. Another bloody thing. Um, whereas this is, yeah, this is actually pitching like a, fairly radical new way to do computing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and they know that and they know it's expensive and they know that they haven't perfected the industrial techniques required to make it. I'll be, I'll be interested to, you know, because they've sold it so hard on this being 
the absolute limit of what Apple is capable of, mm. what the failure rate is going to be on these things. Yeah. Oh, uh, they're be, losing be... a shitload of money on this. There's, there's no way that they're <laughs> copying the 40% margins on this. There's... Even though it's very expensive, I actually believe that a lot of that is covering the cost of the thing because it's, it's got a, it's an insane piece of kit. Mm. Um, and it's strategically kind of interesting to be like, the only way this is going to break through to people is not going to be the sort of mass market thing that Mark Zuckerberg is doing, where yeah. he's like, I want to make it cheap and accessible. And yes, maybe it's a little bit crappy on certain criteria, yeah. but I want everyone to have one. But I guess that's because his paradigm is like metaverse slash social, right? Social only works with... Scale. Yeah, with scale and with network effects, whereas Apple is kind of pitching this more of, as an individual experience. Yeah, and, a, and like an aspirational one, where yeah. it's like they clearly think that once these are out in the world and that you might know someone that has one. The, the first very time least. you're in business class and someone else in business class is wearing one, you're just going to desire it. Yeah. That's when like, you see that person just being like a huge smile on their face yep. with these big goggles and their eyes like not being not appearing on the bulky yep. headset in front of them. But let me put this to you as a, as a sequel to that thought. The cause of suffering is desire. Very interesting. Very yeah, human, human life is suffering, and the cause of suffering is desire. Would you agree? Uh, I'm not going to agree on the spot now, but I think it's a very interesting point and something that I'll I'll take away with me. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to do a whole episode on this next week, yeah. and whether the source of suffering is desire. Mm-hmm. Um, so please stay tuned for that. Thank Subscribers you. only. Thank you. Hey, Raph. Hey, James. Did you know that you can get an extra episode of Down Round every single week mm-hmm. on top of the one that you're already getting? Yeah, I knew that. Well, obviously you know, but the but, person is like, I'm using you as a vessel to yeah, explain. Sorry, as I'm the listener. No, go on, tell me more, James. How a, much does it cost? A mere $7 a month, Raph. Okay, where do I go to find out more about this? You go to downround.net. Okay, I want it. Well, I'm sure you do. I feel like I'm missing out by not having it. Exactly. No ads. Second episode per week. And a few other little goodies that are coming down the pipeline as well. Head to downround.net. Downround.net. And sign up to Downround Premium.